Yeah, it's it's some... one of these. Oh, sorry, sorry go, go ahead. Go. No, you go. No, you go. No. Right, Alice. wireless show i am your host philippa war and joining me today are brendan caldwell hello and alice o'connor hello it is the 14th of september and to sort of accompany a quickfire questions which is coming up later uh, around the subject of the sims 4's cats and dogs expansion slash whatever they've called it what are they called now Stuff stuff pack? No. It's I think it's the one that's in between those. Ugh. It's bigger than a stuff pack. Anyway, yes. <laughs> the Sims thing. <laughs> um we also thought we could talk about game pets because there have been some which have been quite quite sweet over the years. So yes. Um I think first up I was going to ask whether you two had any sort of opinions about whether mounts and companion animals count as game pets. Um, I, I think it um, depends. I, think... <laughs> I like how you asked me and then Brendan answered. No, Brendan, go ahead. Absolutely. Um, I was just going to say that, uh, for example, the dinosaurs in Ark are not pets, even though you have to feed them berries because they're rubbish but that's all i was gonna say are you saying that pets can't be rubbish no pets can be definitely can be rubbish they should be a little bit rubbish but (laughs) not in the way that the rubbish dinosaurs of arc are rubbish interesting so are there any dinosaurs in there that you would count as pet like is is there anything that you could form an emotional attachment to um i once liked a, a velociraptor because someone gave him to me and he came already with pre-installed um, eyeglasses, so he was a spectacles-wearing <laughs> dinosaur, and I liked him Aww. just for that. But apart from that, he didn't really do anything that was pet-worthy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't knock any books off shelves or anything. I think that's the distinction between mount and pet, is that a pet should have some degree of autonomy, like a sense of an internal life, mm. whereas a mount is pretty much, it'll follow you around. Do you say that because you have previously been a cat owner? Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> but that's what you want from pets, right? Well, willfulness. I, mean, I have also had pets which essentially do nothing. Uh, like I had a land crab when I was a kid. Mostly just really? sat in a tank, yeah. Bad pet. So Aww. I would call it... Ah, I wouldn't call it a mount because it's too small, but <laughs> it, it doesn't qualify as pet. Let's say that much. So, so a sentient ornament. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. 
No, an <laughs> ornament where if you tap on the glass, it retracts its eyes. I I had a stick a stick insect once, and that was very much the same deal, except that you could have a game every morning where you went and looked and tried to find where it was. Did you think it was intentionally playing a game with you? Um, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. I I, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your um your hundred years of solitude stick insect? Yes, his name was Jose Arcadio Buendia, because I read that um when stick insects they can reproduce asexually, and so their children will be genetically more or less identical. I think I think that's how genetics works. Um, <laughs> so I was planning whenever Jose had children to call them after all the children in. Um, 100 Years of Solitude and they all have like similar names um, because I'm a big huge pretentious <laughs> excuse me I'll beep is that is that the Joseph Gordon-Levitt film <laughs> <laughs> yep but like so yeah I, I get what you're saying I think because to me when I was thinking about game pets I was thinking about the ones that are incidental like it didn't really occur to me that the creatures that are designed to to follow me around or to um you know to to just be there when i summon them they didn't necessarily feel <clears throat> pet like it was more that i was thinking of um you know the 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 um ar ghost of the cat in um in tacoma that you see as you as you play through the uh, the recordings of people's actions and it's just dozing in some unlikely place and is hardly going to move even if the ship, you know, the whole ship is subject to a catastrophe. Pip, can you remind us of the name of the cat in Tacoma? So it's not something that I think you find unless you're poking around in particular documents. And when I found it, I was so delighted because it's Margaret Catwood. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> and I think I found that out quite late in the game, and it's just written on a on a document, you know, like a list of the 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 crew, I guess. Um, it was just really sweet. Um, but so there's there's her, and then there's um, you know things like uh, the rabbit that Max is supposed to look after for Kate in Life is Strange, you know, things like that, and they're just kind of like these these things that are around and that speak to people's need for attachment or, you know, the, the sort of the, not humanising quality, but they're, they're part of a human desire to do a thing. I mean, yeah, they're pets in a lot of games are just Tamagotchis, aren't they? You just clean their poop <laughs> up and you feed them and that fills a metre bar and that's that done. They don't do any pet-like things, like annoy you when you're trying to read or record a podcast <laughs> or you know tread on your keyboard while you're trying to do something or yeah. yeah yeah or like eat your food that you've left out in the kitchen even though it's like it's a frozen scone what is wrong with you <laughs> so that's a true story about a cat my sister had <clears throat> wow yeah um but like i think the other thing, though, is that people do seem to be fond of those creatures in that way. I think it's more just that I'm not. 
because I know that dog meat gets a lot of mentions in a very fond way from the Fallout game. The thing about mm. dog meat is he does do annoying pet things, like he stands in doorways and gets in your way and stuff. But I think that's more <laughs> a feeling of Fallout. It's not a design choice. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, Diamond Dog? Diamond Dog is just a oh, cute dog, isn't he? <laughs> he doesn't really... I mean, he helps you out, but he doesn't really... I don't know. It, it, uh, games have started doing that thing recently where they put dogs in, in every video game and the one interaction you can have with them is just pet them. And that's <laughs> it. Which I think is nice. I think that should be in a lot a lot of games. Um, but again, they're not... You know, they don't start, like, tearing your shoe off and running away with it. That's a, an opposite of the Tamagotchi style of, of animal in game in that, you know, you never have to clean up their poop or you never have to wash them because they've been rolling in dead fox and you know <laughs> nonsense you know you never like that's not a thing you have to do you don't have to find the hose pipe so you can like make dog meat less disgusting <laughs> he would be filthy wouldn't he now that i think about it like just rolling around in toxic waste <laughs> and like looking really pleased about it <laughs> with like ever more mutant grins <laughs> just like oh for god's sake get out of there come on uh, have you like ever felt that fondness for a mount or anything because I know that people do get attached to that stuff in like mo um, MMOs and stuff no like when they can literally be replaced with motorbikes, like in World of Warcraft. Who cares? Like, there's nothing to them. <laughs> Isn't there... Doesn't WoW have that pet battle thing? Uh, I never played after they added that, and I don't care. <laughs> well, all right, then. <laughs> I mean, that's a point, isn't it? Pokemon and stuff like that make you feel mm. like you care for your cats. Or your... Not your cats, your pets. In, uh, I think... Well, it lets you, because it lets you do things like rename them, right? And then you invest time training them in perhaps a way that is not too dissimilar from trying to get a dog to poop outside, you know? Yeah, it's a little bit XCOM. You make people feel, um, like, attached to their thing because they are helping you in some way. And you've mm. just renamed them, you know... Lennon or whatever. <laughs> Isn't that what people rename their Pokemon after Soviet leaders? It's going to be interesting if you have <laughs> children that you are suddenly tasked with naming. <laughs> <laughs> Just hope that you've not been reading anything particularly <laughs> egregious. I don't tend to get that attachment to Pokemon if I'm trying to play it well, but if I pick a Pokemon that's like a real underdog, one that I know isn't that good, but I do quite like it, and I'll stick Magic with up. it. Psyduck. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm all about the Zigzagoon. What's that? It's like a raccoon. It's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> what it does it like... turn into? Or doesn't it? Nothing, really, I don't think. But it can learn to surf, which, you know... Oh, so you're just reading out from the Pokedex. It's like a raccoon, uh, but rubbish. <laughs> this is my own personal, very lowly rated Pokemon FAQ on GameVax. Is this you just identifying with this creature because of that time you tried to learn to skateboard? 
<laughs> if a raccoon can learn to surf, I can learn to skateboard. Oh, so it's a life coach, I see. <laughs> Pip, as the song says, you teach me and I'll teach you. That's Pokemon. so true. What do the Pokemon actually teach Ash in that? Uh, the true meaning of friendship and loyalty oh. and kindness. On, Pip. Like, Pip, pay attention. But what does he teach them? Hide a fight. Go for the eyes, go for the throat, go for the knees. <laughs> right, but he doesn't know those special moves because he's as surprised as anyone when they evolve or do something. <laughs> he does usually kind of greet it by going, what's happening now? Come on. You can't go calling yourself a Pokemon master if you don't know that a Charmander is going to... Oh. oh, God. So, yeah, like, do you think... so? Something that bothers me a bit about pets in games, apart from the ones that I've I've mentioned as being fond of, is they often seem to be like present to act as a shortcut for why you should care. Like, you know, oh, uh, even if you're not that attached to this world, the dog's now in danger. You yeah. as a human will want to care about that. Or like you know, giving you a cute animal to um, to almost just entice you in or make you stay or make you care. Like, it, it so often at the moment does seem cynical, even if it works and people enjoy it. Like, I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> I think it works sometimes because in, for instance, uh, Shadow of the Colossus, um, you don't think about your horse very often. And then suddenly when your horse is in danger, you 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 kind of leap out of your seat and go, wait, no, this is this can't happen. The horse has been with me forever and it's just part of the game. You can't do that. Um <laughs> So I think it works sometimes if they like pull the pet rug from under you. Maybe if it's like part of a meaningful choice then. Or a meaningful relationship that you're building with that thing. But like I think I'm because that feels like it comes after the game has um, has built up at least some sort of a relationship between you and this creature. Whereas I think the thing that I'm objecting to is just sort of suddenly chucking a dog into a trailer and using that as a kind of automatic plus points thing. Well, um, it's interesting because lots of games are, are trying to do that with children. Like you have a son or a daughter, or if you're a game dad, you have a daughter figure. Mm. Uh, and they try to make you care about them. But because games are quite bad at that, usually no one cares about these children. And they would much rather just have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, The Last of Us would be a wildly different game if the little girl was you know a corgi (laughs) (laughs) well that's just tokyo jungle isn't it oh no there's a game about pets we can all get behind autonomous (laughs) gangs of roving alsatians just humping each other (laughs) i think i watched you play it once back when we both still lived in london and I was quite baffled, but it seemed like you were having a lovely time. <laughs> um, I still think the best pet in any game is uh, the xenomorph from Alien Isolation. <laughs> That's Wait. the alien, right? Yes. 
Okay. It's, it's really friendly and it wants to be with you, but it has no idea of its own strength. Yeah, it's just it's just a bit, you know, grabby and over affectionate. It thinks that putting its toothed tongue through your skull is a form of greeting, but it's not. It's very, very beautiful <clears throat> and feel. Oh, it thinks it's just giving you a friendly lick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it has an entire uh life stage called face hugger it's like mate no shoulders not face come on yeah it's just mixed <laughs> things up i mean <laughs> so it's kind of it's clingy rather than violent <laughs> yeah they're definitely clingy Terrifying. xenomorphs definitely clingy but yeah, you've, you've inherited this dog and you can't get rid of it but it's just a bit too much <laughs> oh I feel really sad for it now. <laughs> oh, I just want to kind of like play fetch with it, you know, like maybe they should have added that in and completely undermined the tone of their game. I mean, you, you do know? you do play fetch with it in a way. I think you have little uh, devices that lure it places. So you, yeah. you throw them down a corridor and well, instead of fetching the, the device that you've thrown, it, it kills people. But the... <laughs> You know, the fundamentals of a pet lifestyle are there for it. Well, a friend of mine had a cat where you could throw a ball for it and it would get really excited and chase after it. And then once it had caught it, it'd just kind of leave it there. (laughs) (laughs) That's a definite cat thing, yep. Yeah. Which is basically the same as what the alien does with all of the distractions you toss it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it would be weird if it bounded back up and dropped it at your feet. (laughs) Maybe like you could do that thing where you um, you try and distract it by throwing a thing, but you don't really throw the thing. Because <laughs> 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 presumably that would distract it for far longer as it goes <laughs> off, and it's like, wait, where is it? What is this thing? Like it, you know, that's a genuine cognitive puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> And you'd still have whatever it was, and you could go about your business, and the xenomorph's happy, and, you know. All right. Probably. Game developers take notes. <laughs> Alien pet game. Yeah, I expect the creative assembly are, like, frantically scrawling all of this down. Like, you know, it's okay. You can you can play it again. It's a podcast. <laughs> I mean, I just want it to be as um, I want the alien, next Alien game to have the Alien, but he, it's on your side. But it's also as temperamental and useless as um, Trico <laughs> from the uh, the Last Guardian. Aww, he's a good boy. I saw a whole load of videos, and like you know, obviously people were getting like stressed about it, or you know, there were. I I seem to recall a lot of hot takes at the time, um, but like yeah, it just seemed really sweet and really actually pet-like. Yeah, maybe we should describe Trico for people who don't know The Last Guardian. Isn't it just a giant eagle dog? Yeah, a giant eagle dog. Or maybe kind of weasel eagle? A weagle? (laughs) Yeah, it's got like the feet of a bird and the body of some kind of small hyena. Oh yeah, no, I think that's better, isn't it? Like, yeah. A hyena or any of those other like, big-eared desert yeah it's got horns as well like little tiny horns so i think there's some ram in there possibly it's very much a grab bag isn't it yeah i think that is what um the species 
the genus is grab bagus <laughs> <Tricus. laughs> oh. oh i feel like i should play that now Ooh. um you shouldn't it's terrible Oh. Well, maybe if I go into it with a fondness for contrary animals. Well, the thing about the Last Guardian is that the alien, or not the alien, the um, the the thing, the beast, the creature, um, the cat eagle, is it being a temperamental and annoying thing that doesn't really do what you say is great. I like that. But then mm. your character, who's a little boy who runs around controlling it, um, is also temperamental and bad. So you're kind of in charge of two pets that don't want to do what you say. Yeah, and one of them's dressed up like a child. Yeah, Ugh. and children are notoriously rubbish. Yeah, no one cares <laughs> about the child. Well, yeah, maybe we should do, like, this is food for another podcast. It's just why we do not care about children in video games. <laughs> <laughs> why, why limit and ourselves? Just cut out the vid- video games bit there. Just <laughs> Why do we not care well, about like, children? But I'm wondering whether there's a genuine thing of... Because part of the appeal of children, presumably, is that they <laughs> often look like mini yous, you know? But, I mean, can we not have that with a cat? Like, No, no, but you lose that in a video game, if you see what I mean. Uh, so, yeah. in a video game, you're presented with a child that looks... You know, that that isn't offering you any of that, like, I guess, predisposed to genetic attachment thing whereas a cat is a cat <laughs> you're right you're so, right I, none of this is based on any research i haven't got anything in front of me it's just half remembered nonsense but you know <laughs> i think it holds up <laughs> the electronic wireless show we haven't got anything in front of us well i was i was gonna say i really like the look of the pets in ooblets Oh, yes. Just these happy little weird creatures who, like, they do just kind of follow you around, but they look so happy and they'll join in in dance parties and everything. They look lovely. Yeah. Are they like the little blobs in Loco Roco? Because uh, I, I love them. No. They are a they little bit. Good. They're like 3D versions. And I think it's a mix. I don't know what this game is. It's like a mix between Stardew <clears throat> Valley and Pokemon or something. Uh, kind of, yeah. Um, it looks fun. They look cute. <laughs> well, we can keep an eye on that one. For work. <laughs> For business purposes, absolutely. For it's deductible. Purposes. <laughs> um, yeah, Animal Inspector is fun as well. It's got pets. Um, it's basically uh, Papers, Please, but with pets. <laughs> <laughs> I do also, um, I really like the fish tank in the Mass Effect games. I got all of the fish and it was lovely. Huh, I don't think I did that. Did you do it because you liked the fish or just because you wanted to get all of the fish? Oh, no, the fish are great when the tank is really bustling. It's just lovely to stand and watch it. I did that with Subnautica, actually. You can get a tank and you fill it up with little fish. Mmm. And you can also use it as a kind of incubator. You can put the eggs that you find in the world into it directly and then they hatch and become what? whatever the thing was. <laughs> that is what I'm, I've got a big crate full of eggs that I don't know what they are and that's what I'm supposed to do with them. Well, it's what you can do with them. It's what I'm going to do with them. <laughs> 
Well, before you do, shall we listen to Grant talking about the uh, cats and dogs, whatever it is, the expansion slash stuff pack slash whatever the terminology currently is for The Sims 4. Let's do it. But I should also point out that the, this was recorded at Gamescom, so the sound quality is great, um, but it is fun. Here he is. Okay, I'm here with Grant Rodiak of uh, The Sims 4 Cats and Dogs expansion. Correct. Okay, so we're going to do some quick-fire questions. I'm ready for it. I need to ask you something, and you need to answer it as quickly as possible, as truthfully as possible, if that is possible. All right, let's go. There's a button that eliminates all cats in the world, and another button that eliminates all dogs in the world, and you've got to press one Hit of them. Hit the cat button. All right, straight up, no hesitation. Uh, there is a dog standing trial for murder, but the main witness for the prosecution is a cat with a dodgy past. How do you think the jury should vote? Well, he's a good dog. He's a good dog. So, just support the dog. Not guilty? No, not at all. Alright. If you were a veterinarian, and a dog came into the clinic, and confessed to you that he had killed a cat in cold blood, would you inform the authorities, or would you stand by your doctor-patient confidentiality? I'd have to respect the doctor-patient confidentiality. You're really dog-biased. That was straight up cat murder. <laughs> well, you don't know that. You just, you gotta hear both sides. Alright, fair enough. Uh, you can create a pet in this expansion pack. Uh, what silly pattern are you gonna give your made up pet? Or what weird crossbreed are you I, gonna have? I like giving my dog a bow tie where a bow tie would actually go, but it's just painting. So, like a furry bow tie? Kind of, yeah. Just a bow tie made of. Like black. a Labrador with a bow tie, basically. Okay, nothing else? Um. You know the Sphinx, when they get like the weird, crazy like war paint on their face? Like that Sphinx cats, like the hairless. It's actually like so ugly, it's cute. They're pretty funny with paint. Alright. As far as dogs are concerned, do you prefer good boys or bad boys? Good boys. Always. Sims families are famous, famously dysfunctional. Do you think that there should be a test to see what Sims actually deserve to be allowed to own a pet? That would actually be hilarious. I trying to think of what that test would be like just have dogs or cats go and choose their humans yeah That'd be great so you think someone who sets the house on fire all the time probably wouldn't get probably not or maybe like a burn proof dog like an asbestos dog or something all right uh should cats somehow conquer the human race i i already know how you're gonna answer this <laughs> and subjugate us in a demeaning and cruel way they would, would you would you be part of the resistance or would you be a cat collaborator I'd definitely be part of the resistance. I just owe that to my grandparents. All right. Will the animals in this add-on destroy furniture and objects in a realistic fashion? They destroy things. I don't know if it's realistic any more than anything else in the game. Okay. Do you think 35 pounds is a fair price for some pets? Pounds? Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. Why? There's a ton of stuff in the pack. It's almost like the base game, but with animals. We had puppies, kittens, dogs, cats. There's a crap ton of breeds. There's this whole new tool, all new vet thing. Like, it's the biggest pack we've made. All right, finally, the apocalypse has come. All right, I don't know how, but you're forced to make a stew from either cat food or dog food. What are you choosing? 
Oh my god. I think I would eat the dog food because I think it's like the most, like, it's sort of neutral. It doesn't have a lot of, like, odor. Like, cat food has that, like, it just doesn't smell right. Full of marabone jelly. Yeah, it's just, there's just too much going on. I think the dog food is more neutral and I could just, like, get through it. More vitamins, maybe. Just, yeah, just pure. Your face is just, so just disgusted. I don't worry about any dog food. All right. Well, the thing about Sims 4 Cats and Dogs is uh, really it's not about the cats and the dogs. It's about you. And also buying loads of furniture. <laughs> what is a cat but a chair you're not allowed to sit on? <laughs> Alice, did you work in the pet industry at point? <laughs> I like the turtle that you can collect in, um, in Firewatch. Except it's a tortoise because, oh, like yeah. I, I don't understand the, I don't understand the turtle terminology because tortoises is a very specific. They live on land. Helpful thing, right? Yeah, I mean, but, I think so. But then, if everything's a turtle, how do you know? <laughs> Wait, do they not call tortoises tortoises? I don't think tortoises exist in America. I might be wrong, but I, every time I have seen what I would call a tortoise in a game or on TV or whatever, people have called it a turtle. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, shall I ask you what you two both have been playing? <laughs> Alice. Why, Mina, are you going to ask? Oh, for goodness sake. What have you been playing? Because it's Plunk Bat. I've been playing Plunk Bat. It's oh. a really good game. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, I haven't. <laughs> um, yeah, I've like a won, won a few games since the last time I was a surprise guest on this podcast, I guess. Last uh, time I spoke to you, you'd won five chicken dinners in Player Unknown Battlegrounds. How is your current total? I think I've added another one to that. Mm. And what's your secret? Uh, My secret is to be really friendly with my Plunk Pals and at a certain point in the game turn really mercenary and just leave them to die. (laughs) (laughs) So like real life then? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we're all in this together, guys. Yeah, we can do this, I believe. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I've got a spare scope. You can have this. And ten minutes later, it's like, I'm not going to come and get you. You <laughs> decided to away. go there. This is on you. Sailing away on a night bus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my secret is that I pretend that I only play games like for fun and for larking around, but I really like winning and I take it quite seriously. Mm, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Why I can't play Plunk Bat with you, I would just be dead weight. Mm. Um, how, how many of your adding... friends have died for you to win? Uh, I think all of them, pretty much. That's I think I've had one win where someone else was alive. Um, you know, it's not my fault. That's their fault. They shouldn't have gone there. They should know better. So all of these wins in the um, in the multi-person category, or have any of them been solo? Uh, I don't really play solo these days, partially because I've got lots of people who want to play it, but also 
You know, oh, it's quite hark nice. Oh, you. I've got <laughs> friends. <laughs> I'm quite popular on the internet. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's just nice to, like, hang out with people and, you know, shoot the breeze for 20 minutes. And if you're then shooting go... the breeze, you're doing it wrong. That's not actually true. Shooting the breeze can be uh, a really valid tactic. Yeah, some people in the US shoot hurricanes. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> There's, def- there's definite value, and if you see someone 500 meters away and you know you're unlikely to hit them, just send a few shots at them anyway, and they will leave you alone because they assume you've got superiority or you wouldn't have done that. It's great. And you might accidentally get them. Uh, yeah, well, like, it's difficult to kill them unless you've got a proper good gun for it, but it's fun. Shooting the breeze. <laughs> You can just Im- imagine Alice on a hill just seeing somebody and not really aiming for them, but just shooting at them and shouting, I'm just shooting the breeze with you. I'm just shooting the breeze. <laughs> it's just banter. But this week they are adding uh, a foggy new version of the map. And it's just the same map. Well, not quite the same map. They've added some new bits, but mostly the same map covered in a thick veil of fog. Uh, and I've had a go on the test server, and it's really intense and unsettling. Um, I don't know if I like it as a, a map to play, but I, I've not played enough to get a real sense of how it pans out. But I really like it as a thing to be in. So is it is that a map that you'd be able to select on purpose, or is it something that will just happen on the general playing map mm. sometimes? Like it's not a thing that you can select or deselect yeah there's a random rotation so there's a regular version there is a sunset version there's a rainy version which is fantastic uh and this week uh, i might have launched last night uh i got a big download this morning but now there's a foggy version as well they're adding a desert map or something are they yeah i which is the opposite of what i want but so it goes do you want a sea map or something (laughs) it's the opposite Uh, of a desert i don't know just like something with a lot more trees and dampness Mm, you want the swamp yeah yeah Mm. Yeah. Mm. (sighs) (laughs) so that's the update on the haps in plunk bat brandy what have you been up to um i've been playing with animals to fit our theme um but i mean Uh i guess It's Tooth and Teal, which is the real-time strategy with um, rats and squirrels and ferrets and swine and all sorts of farmyard and non-farmyard animals. It's kind of like um, the Red Wall books Mm. um, meets Command and Conquer. I I was going with Revolutionary Farthing Wood, but sure. Oh, that's much better. That's much better than what I said. (laughs) Just because of, like, the fact that it has, you know, weasels and things like that. Yeah, yeah, it has a fox that's a sniper. It has, uh, (laughs) the squirrels are called the Distillery Brothers, and they're all, basically, they will only go into war if they have um, drunk a load of uh, acorn, like, fermented (laughs) acorn. Um... Uh, and like that's not a mechanical thing that's in the game. That's just their description, which are often, <laughs> which are really fun to read. Um, there's uh, let me think what else there is. There's moles that are good at um, destroying things. Like they're engineer moles, but they're not very good oh, okay. at building things. They just tear things down. 
um, <laughs> there are there are chameleons called mm. what are they called? They're called like the Crush Gang or something, the the Shank Gang. I don't know, um, and they're just bruisers from like the underworld who are invisible until they hit you. Yeah. Um, so it's got like a whole host of little things. But you've played it as well, Pip, I think. I played it um, very briefly with Adam at GDC a couple of years ago. And so we were doing the um, PvP stuff and um, Adam was at the same time distracted while trying to do an interview with one of the developers. So I managed to win (laughs) convincingly. Um, And the thing that I liked about it is that it's an RTS, but that they do seem to have managed to pare it down really well. It's very, very streamlined. Mm. Uh, The matches only ever last like 15 minutes or something. There's a whole campaign now. It doesn't just have PvP stuff. Mm. And the campaign is really, really fun. Uh, you start off as the long coats who are these kind of it's basically a pub landlord whose son has been kidnapped and used for meat um, the whole world revolves around meat and if you if as an animal if you don't eat meat you're looked down upon as you know like a commoner or like you know food you're basically if you don't eat meat then you are meat um mm. And his son gets taken away and turned into chops, basically. And he starts kind of a middle-class revolution. And then there's other factions who all represent kind of revolutionary um, sects, I guess. There's a the civilized, I think, are the people who are at the top and they're like the aristocracy. Then there's the common folk who are like living the you know underground well i guess they all live underground but these live like deep underground Mm. um and they're like rats and the peasants and then there's the ksr i don't know what it stands for but they're basically like the security services um and they're all basically fighting or allying with each other in different ways um and it's very russian revolution but with um a lot more stakes higher stakes i could have said i was gonna say like what which kind of stakes are we talking about (laughs) right now (laughs) in a world that revolves entirely around meat consumption um yeah but it it, it, it's 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 fun it doesn't like it's not too complicated you basically just move your mouse around you move your rat around with your mouse and you just kind of click where you want your army to go like your whole army can move all at once and mm. the, the little warrens and stuff you build just pump out units as you go there's not much to think about too deeply um but i feel like it'll appeal to people who just want to play a little bit of an rts but don't really want to invest too much thinking but mm. also to people who because it is quite when you look at it it's quite managing your economy is actually quite hard mm. uh you have to build farms and if the pigs who work on the farms get killed then the farm's just sitting there useless you have to build a new farm you have to capture windmills all this other stuff and it's quite hard to balance so if you don't balance it right you kind of just screw yourself in the first three minutes of the game so mm. i think there will be hardcore rts people who really enjoy it yeah it felt obviously this isn't based on 
playing the completed game, but it did feel like a thing that certainly would maybe help bridge the gap between the people that I know who enjoy the more hardcore end of that spectrum and me still being able to play with them and mm. not feel too outgunned or anything. I mean... Yeah, I'd say if you've got a mate who doesn't really play RTSs very much, but wants to, mm. and you're also that person, then, yeah, go for it, definitely. It's it's a nice little fun thing to play. One of the things that's great about it is, like, the pixel art. All the units are just little tiny pixely animals, and they all look so good. And in the campaign between missions, you're hanging out in these kind of hub areas where your faction lives. Um, mm. And they're just so packed with detail. There's just so much stuff going on in them. Like, you can go up and talk to the cooks who are, you know, serving burgers to people. Or you can, like, go and talk to the shopkeepers. Um, there'll be, at one point, there'll be people from different sects who are, like, arguing or talking to each other. At one point... I went. Up, I took my little rat character and I went up to this. A squirrel and a and a little lizard were talking, and the lizard is from like the lower class, the common folk, and he was saying, "We want a representative democracy when this all ends, and then we'll vote on who's eating for meat." <laughs> and the, the 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 squirrel was like, "No, only the weak should be eaten for meat." I really like that they actually did something different, you know. Because like, I think one of the things that puts me off um, RTS is that you get a lot of the same kind of scenarios or the same basic forms of um, the, the, the idea again and again, like it's military or it's, um, you know, as in it's sci-fi military or it's um, like uh, super realistic or it's um, fantasy in in very um, repetitive or familiar ways and then this felt like something different yeah it's definitely um, I guess the way you control it is is good you, you are the the boss of the army if you want your army to go anywhere you have to make your boss character move there first and press a little button and make them go there so in, a, in effect your cursor is your main character but yeah so I think as pets the animals are very bad you mean because they have political consciousnesses yes I think because the you know I mean you don't ever want your pets to seize the means of production but <laughs> these pets certainly are trying to do that I don't know if they seize the means of production would that not just be like ownership of the um like tin opener I mean <laughs> And then what are they going to do? They can't use it. <laughs> That's their level of revolution is to just get the tin <laughs> it's opener. Like, you're now irrelevant human. Oh wait. <laughs> we need your thumbs. I know. I've just relied on them needing my thumbs for far too long. Maybe I've just got complacent. <clears throat> Um, Some of uh, my mum's cats, uh, polydactyl, they've got like ooh, six, seven toes. Yeah. Including some which were essentially thumbs. Oh, wow. Uh, they were known in times gone by as ship's cats because huh. it let them be extra good at climbing rigging and ratting, supposedly. Really? <laughs> but yeah, just these massive clown feet. 
uh, with thumbs. So watch yourselves. Were they bred that way? <clears throat> no, it's just a, a mutation. Oh, good work, cat. <laughs> My cat doesn't have a sixth or seventh. <laughs> Once we're done, I'll show you a picture of one particularly stupid kitten. <laughs> yeah, this was always going to degenerate into let me show you a picture of my cat. <laughs> well, in that case, shall we... Um, the other thing that I was going to do is go through the suggestions that people had, had made. Or, actually, wait, I've played some games. You've played some games, I think. <laughs> wait, Damn is there it. something in front of you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alas. <laughs> so I have played um I've played some of Fugal, which is in early access. It's uh the game the voxely game about being a bird gliding through through the um the environment. And what you do is you have this bird avatar, third third person, bird person, who knows? Um Wait. I know, right, third bird. <laughs> and so you are just sort of you spawn into the world flying and able to swoop and flap and all these kinds of things and in passing close to other creatures other birds you take on their characteristics so in the first area that you spawn into you um there are quite a lot of things like um i think pelicans i think um there are some parrots there are flamingos and things and so if you fly close to those you become a pelican or you become you know you take on the appearance of one anyway um i think after a while if you're not flying close to anything you revert to the form that you started off with or at least that seems to be happening at the moment um but yeah so that's been cool um and then if you there are also some creatures on land that you can take on the characteristics of you still have wings and things and you know bird attributes it's just that you start having you know like if you go really close to some goats that you see on like a mountain top you suddenly end up with you know horns and things or um i i crashed into a bear and got stuck in a tree um but and so i took on the coloring of the bear that one was less clear like i wasn't this huge great hulking shape or anything i was just a thing that happened to have the same color palette so that one was a bit less clear i would say are there um, people like can you fly close to a lorry and just take on the <laughs> appearance it's... of a transport vehicle it's very much, as far as I know, not a people thing, unless, you know, I just haven't reached the Norbert Dentris angle biome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this really cool thing. And also, because the transition isn't immediate, it's not like you snap into being that thing. Um, it can happen quite quickly, but y you can sometimes end up in between. So I was sort of halfway between a flamingo and a butterfly for a while, and that was quite sweet. Um, yeah, so it's quite just a chill game um, where your your enjoyment is flying and experiencing these things and seeing an animal and going, oh, I want you know, I wonder what that is, or I want to see what I turn into, or you know, all of that stuff. Um, because it's early access, there are a bunch of you know those rough edges or mild irritants so the thing that I've been saying when I've 
been talking about it to people is just that um, it's given that it's so much about relaxation and about zoning out or enjoying the zooming experience and stuff the fact that some of the um some of the camera stuff is a bit glitchy like you'll suddenly be slightly closer to your bird or slightly further away like the third person camera can't quite settle sometimes or when i've landed on solid ground or especially in the water it can be hard to take off again sometimes i've just had to reset a few times um which dumps you on like a high point and you can try and take off from there but like yeah taking off from the surface of the water seems particularly troublesome at the moment you and haven't that does... transformed into duck form <laughs> well even when i'm a duck it's it seems to be that you flap a bit to to get a bit of height from the thing but then often you're when you try and actually fly from that height it dives you back into the water so you can just sort of get stuck in a bit of a loop of trying to take off and failing trying to take off and failing until you manage to jig the controls to the right point where where the swoop can actually pay off if you see what i mean um so depending on what you want from this maybe the early access wouldn't be for you and there's a bunch of stuff that they want to add that's detailed on their steam page and stuff so like i'm happy to play it when it's early but i'm not sure everyone would be do you do you think most importantly mm. the bird is a good pet or a bad pet <laughs> i think it's a willful pet well, and it also seems to be all pets here's the thing uh over the course of this as you talk about being a bird i was like i'm gonna make a really funny joke about the band be your own pets and then i realized that in most video games with any sort of avatar you basically are your own pets mm. like you wanna you get one that looks the way you want you dress them up fancy you get really annoyed when they do things you don't want them to do mm. like I think your avatar is your pet in most games i think that in this one the word pet would probably never have entered my head because the the whole experience is supposed to be about the freedom of flying and of it's gliding and of and of not having a home basically you know the it's not about landing it's not about you know that it's about keeping on moving and that feeling of movement so um and i think that that's actually so a bad pet Bad pet. It's, <laughs> it's an anti-pet. <laughs> it's kind of like going into the garden, pointing at a sparrow, and going, "That's my pet," <laughs> and that's it. It's Af. Then the sparrow just looks at you like, "Mate, nah." <laughs> <laughs> and then it's five gardens away, making a fuss about something. <laughs> but yeah, like I. But oh, the other thing I would say is, um, I was also when I tried to explore other directions i would run into the edge of the world and that's not a problem no, exactly no. But it's a bit like bad game uh, oh were well, you two doing the soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> but it's it, it it does run counter to the feeling of freedom and exploration mm. obviously because if it's only freedom in one direction then it maybe needs to push you more in that direction like you know 
use game design techniques to funnel you without feeling like you're being curtailed mm. as much. Um, otherwise, it's just odd to run into the limits of the world. Or maybe that's a thing that they'll have a plan for later in early access. It's it's really hard to tell what early access <clears throat> sorry means for games sometimes. Like they lay it out, but you don't always know, do you? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's kind of interesting, and I really like it. Um, one of our readers said they've said some things. Yes, let's do Ooh. reader things. Do we have a jingle for that? I've forgotten. I think we do. Let's play it. Reader things, come on! It's not do, that. Do, it's not do, that. Do, 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 do. <laughs> okay, so, um, Bongo's question mark has uh, <laughs> said, does my Titan from Titanfall 2 count? He should. And Graham has replied, uh, Graham? Adam has replied with absolutely. So, I mean, so Titans are a thing that we didn't consider because I guess <laughs> mechanical, but perhaps oh. mechanoid pets should have been factored into this because of the future. I think mm. the Titan's more of a mate than a pet. Meh? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say more mate. They're friends. Mm. He's like Is your he... body in the body in a body cop thing, your mech. Do you think Yeah, yeah. he's the straight straight man in the Do you yeah. feel like an equal? I mean, probably not an equal because he can shoot lots of bullets out of his arm. <laughs> so a better <laughs> maybe you're the pet in this scenario I mean yeah that's possible mm. yeah like he carries you around inside his belly uh, every now and then he throws you because he thinks you like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and so the next one is Jada Z uh, who says the luggage in Don't Starve which and there's a little picture and because I haven't played much of Don't Starve because I'm very bad at it and always get killed by bees uh, on account of trying to beads harass the bees beads <laughs> bees <sighs> not this again um but so it's like a little uh, tufty footstool looking thing with horns and with like a little toothy mouth with a tongue hanging out and little feet and yeah, it reminds I think me of the Terry Pratchett yeah luggage. exactly. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a nod to that. I think so. Um, so, but it does look very cute. <laughs> then we have Boo the miniature giant space hamster, which I don't, I don't get the reference. Uh, it's a Baldur's Gate thing. Okay. Uh, there's a guy who has a hamster as his pet, and he insists it's a miniature giant space hamster. It's a hamster. <laughs> I see. I see the joke. He's a real kooky character. <laughs> joke received. Um, there's also another vote for uh, Diamond Dog. Uh, or D-Dog, rather. Didi. Oh, yeah. Didi. And, like, it looks like this person has included a whole bunch of screenshots, perhaps from their relationship with yeah. Didi. <laughs> Good rigged boy. for epic this is by the way and so there's like you know there's the one where he's holding like little puppy dd oh. up into the air <laughs> and then you know in the in the cockpit of the thing and then you know like on the battlefield just, yeah he just sits there staring at you panting oh <laughs> i love the moment when 
DD graduates to like full battlefield status, and then you suddenly see DD has an eye patch as well. <laughs> Such oh. a good dog. <laughs> um, Caitlin Galitzro has said Mabari from Dragon Age, and they're the they're the hounds, aren't they? Yeah, war dogs. Oh yeah. 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 But also, they're big, silly dogs. (laughs) Are they kind of like pit bull things, aren't they? Yeah, they look like a pit bull that's like five foot tall. But also, they just like drooling on everything and licking things, (laughs) eating food. Bless them. (laughs) Um, So we also have many, many votes for dog meat. Uh, So yeah, dog meat will always have a spot in my heart, says Adam Hartling. Baba Shook says the list begins and ends with dog meat. <laughs> you know, that's uh... dog meat is so. He's just, he's just <laughs> like the companions of every Bethesda game are bad, like by definition, and he is only the good one because he does not speak. <laughs> um, oh, and Tyler suggests Dark Souls summons, which is that just a sick Death. burn on the the assistant characters oh they kind of are like pets you know you want them to do well they're eager to help you but they are really stupid and they do cause problems (laughs) so are they more like dogs than most things yeah pretty much yeah okay well thanks readers (laughs) (laughs) if you would care to sound any more actually genuine no the the only reason the only reason I sound a bit trepidatious is because there is a now a pet in my room and it's a giant spider and it's crawling on the wall across me from me and I just keep turning around to check if it's still there where I last saw it. We should stop before we freak everyone out. I think the the idea is we have to stop the podcast because the spider is crawling across Brendan's face. Oh, and he okay, really yeah, sure. wants to do something. Well, all right then. Um, If you would like to get in touch with us about your favourite pets, about disagreements about pets, which we may or may not care to read, uh, you can get in touch with us. (laughs) It's podcast at rockpapershotgun.com. You can find our words on the internet at rockpapershotgun.com. Also, uh, you can follow us on the various social medias. We're usually at rockpapershot because of character limitations and the like. Uh, We have individual accounts would you like to share yours brendan i'm at brendy underscore c on twitter nice alice is there anything that you would like to plug uh read my readme blog it's good Mm. what's the address it is readme.txt.tumblr.com with the dot and the txt being d-o-t-t-x-t (laughs) <laughs> and I am at Philippa War on the Twitter, which is P H I L I P P A W A double R. Yes. Anyway, Brendan needs to deal with his spider situation. We need to leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Goodbye. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
just go for it. Fill the void of silence with your words. That's what we're all here for. Paint a word picture. 